0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this Cowboys? Yes! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk. Presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. <laughs>
1: good morning what a start man (laughs) welcome into girls talk boys talk brought to you by Aisha's deep sigh Uh, Haley Sutton Jess Navarez and Aisha Morrison back with you girlies I have missed you guys this uh this last week obviously I was on vacation it was nice to get away I know you were at Taylor Swift we're going to talk about that later but we don't have time to get into it I would take this whole
2: podcast Aisha
1: you have been working so hard on the draft show but I'm excited to just have our space for 45 minutes to talk a little Cowboys get back into the groove especially with the draft i believe it's just about 21 days away so 21 in the day
2: 21 <laughs> three weeks I'm away to
1: myself <laughs> <laughs> but obviously since then there has been a lot of moves for this organization we've talked about it pretty regularly but uh something that i found interesting yesterday uh, usa today put out an article saying that the cowboys won march Uh, They did the best when it came to improving their roster going into that 2023 season. I believe that they are sitting at uh, seventh overall in the NFL, but they were fifth on the USA Today poll when it came uh, to moving pieces. Uh, That kind of led me to think about, you know, how close this team is to getting to a Super Bowl, because we've talked about that for the last year. You know, oh, they were knocking on the door. They were knocking on the door. But just looking at some of the moves that the Cowboys have made so far in free agency, we know they've added Stephon Gilmore, Brandon Cooks, Ronald Jones, Chuma Idoga, and Trent Sieg. They also have signed a couple of guys who were here last year to bring them back. Rico Dowdle, C.J. Goodwin, Dante Fowler, just a few of the guys as of recently who have been added back onto this Cowboys roster. And we'll kind of dive into different pieces of this. But from from y'all's perspective— How close is this team to a Super Bowl when you look at what they've done so far through March, not counting the draft coming up because we'll get into that. But if you were to take this team and put them against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, what do they look like?
2: Oh, hello. Good morning. Okay. Um, <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, I for me, when you look at the progression this team has had just in the last, what, three seasons under Mike McCarthy, I will never stop giving him credit for how much he has pushed this team to level up every season. And... You know, again, we Aisha and I talk about how we took off our fan hats and we we put on our media and journalism hats to really cover the team this last season. And talking to people that have covered this team for years and years and years last season were telling us this is a special team, this is a special year. So I think they were close last season, but there was still some moving parts that needed to be addressed. And um, so for me, I think they're closer than they've been in a really long time. And the only other time I can really think Think back of to compare it. Compare it to is probably 2016 or 2018 when Dez did catch the ball, and <laughs> my hopes and dreams were shattered once again. Uh, and and I did cry. I'm not going to lie. When he caught the ball, I did cry. But that's okay. I, I think we all did together. But that's really the only other team I can in in my time of being you know really deep diving into the Cowboys. I can compare it to. They're close. I, I think if everybody g- comes in with this focus and this hunger that you know they're going to, they're they're going to be very close.
3: Yeah, for me, you start with the quarterback. You start at the fact that when you look around the NFC and you look at the quarterback situation, you by far have one of the best, if not the best. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still he's mm. still a Green Bay Packer, if I'm not mistaken. So oh, I'm yeah. not gonna be disrespectful. Yeah. However, uh, you <laughs> uh, you start with the quarterback. I think it was also super important. I think they're close because they're returning almost the same defense that they put together, and they they can continue to build upon the foundation. I think they've really set a foundation on the defensive side of the ball that allows them to stay top tier in that in that on that side of the ball, and it really simplifies. Okay, so now you just look at the offense. Now you look at how does the offense get better? Get better. And we've heard Mike McCarthy talk about just how. It may change a little bit. I think he said 30% of it will change, and 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 they'll be able to refine, I think, refine some things. You also added, like you talked about, you added Brandon Cooks. We, the receiver situation is a big reason why a lot of people felt like maybe the Cowboys couldn't get over the hump last year. Then cornerback, too. You add Steph o, Stephon Gilmore. You're doing the things – to shore up the issues that you had at the end of the season that gleamed against the 49ers, but also returning Dan Quinn, bringing him back, yeah. bringing the defensive foundation back, I really think simplifies how you move forward for next season because people already know that defense is going to be good, right? Special teams, you, you bring him back, Bones Fossil, you have some of the guys that are still there. Got to figure out kicker. Gotta figure oh, out. Kicker. Don't get me started. But you have foundations on other sides of the ball. We're just looking at the offense. So, yeah, um, if they're just refining the offense and kind of trying to improve some things on the offense, I think you are close um, because of the guys you were able to bring back.
1: Yeah, I think it's important to note. Uh, I know, and we've talked about this a hundred times too, but just the coaching effect. You know, before it was really the big emphasis on Dan Quinn and, and the type of relationship that he builds with these players on that defensive side of the ball. I'm curious to see if that translates over to the offensive side of the ball you know just to see if shoddy can have that same impact you know from that side it's been said you know that he has a really good relationship with Dak Prescott uh, and now you're bringing in a bunch of different wide receivers who are going to help bolster that CeeDee Lamb has been hard at work down in South Florida training with uh Tua's former um trainer down there with Jerry Judy and all that so you're kind of starting to see That side of the ball, click. It's been fun too, just to see some of the guys out here in the off season, you know, working out. Uh, I saw Peyton and Jake out there uh, getting some work in, so it it feels like they're trending in the right direction. Um, And then, you know, just seeing what these new pieces can do and the chemistry that they already have. Uh, Brandon Cooks went on Adam Schefter's podcast and, and talked about, you know, Stephon Gilmore on that defensive side of the ball and you know what he's going to bring and the instant impact he's going to make. So I do think it's important that, you know, to recognize that these guys are already clicking and they're not even, you know, into OTAs or into training camp yet. Now, something else that kind of piqued my interest, uh, Tyree Kill went on a podcast as well. And he talked about, you know, in in three years, he's going to finish out his contract in Miami and then he's going to retire. And that kind of prompted me to think about, Okay, Tyree Kill is one of the best wide receivers in the game right now, probably one of the best to ever play the game, given his speed. And he kind of talked about wanting to—the emphasis of wanting to win a championship in that three years. And so it kind of feels like, for Miami at least, there's a window, right? There's a window yeah. where they have all the pieces and they're clicking and they're and they're building. It. And in that three years, that's kind of their window to win a championship. And I promise I'm getting somewhere with this. No, no, no. So that made me kind of think about the Cowboys, right? And just circling back to what you were saying— For the last couple of years, it's really felt like it's on an uptick, uptick, uptick. My question is, do you feel like this Cowboys team also has a window, or is this a coaching staff? Is this a roster that has the ability to maintain that high level of play?
3: So I do think that there is a window for them specifically because of what's happening in the NFC. I I do think right now when you look at the quarterback position in the NFC, it is one of – I'm not going to say it's weak, but it is in a weird position, transitional position, I think, right now. And with with that going on and teams trying to find their identity, trying to find their franchise quarterback, which is difficult, you having the quarterback and the defense to kind of pair – to me puts you a little ahead of a lot of the people in the NFC. So I do think there's a window as far as when are when are those teams going to get those Star-studded quarterbacks. No shade to Derek Carr. I totally forgot about him at the same. But <laughs> Throw the when, shade, girl. But when, <laughs> no shade. But when are those it's gonna teams? Take time like to get it these may two. take time for those teams to find their new franchise quarterbacks. In the meantime, hey, you got you got a guy. So I do think that puts them in a different position um than the other teams. But also too, I also feel like as far as the the window goes, I, I feel like that's how it is with because the NFL is just ever changing. Mm-hmm. I feel like every year. There's a difference. There's a difference in how offenses are being run, how defense is being played, and to stay, you know, relevant and keep going. I do. I will say, if Dan Quinn is someone that is going to stay around for a while defensively, they have set a foundation for themselves that they can build upon. They have an identity. They have identity that I think, with the right coaching staff, can continue. But the rest of it, yeah, the offensive side of the ball, yeah, their their window to me is weird because of the quarterback position in the NFC.
2: I think for me, when you look at that window, it comes down to contracts and it comes down to how long these guys are under contract with the Cowboys so you have and, and even age right football age is so different than regular age I know, because right? you're talking about a guy you're who's like in his 30s and they're like oh, I'm oh so old. he's so yeah I'm like oh guys I'm Same. 27 please <laughs> stop it um yeah I, I think it comes down to how long you have with these guys because there's going to be a time where you know contract conversations do come up look what happened with Zeke the contract conversation came up and He's no longer on the team. And so you have bigger names. You have Zach Martin, first of all. Let's start with him. Not a contract conversation, but an age. When is he going to feel like he's done? That's a big part of your offensive line there. He is a staple of your O-line. You have uh, D-Law, who, I almost called him D-Ware because I was watching your video on your story. Oh, sorry. I know, so cute, right? <laughs> um, D-Law, who, um, you know, contract conversation is going to come up eventually. Next season. You, you have these big guys and these big names who make your identity to your point, Aisha, that eventually this team, yes, you have these younger guys coming in to fill those gaps when that time does come. But you have the pieces you need now in this moment, and you need to utilize on it while you have it because there's no guarantee you have a Dan Quinn next season. There's no guarantee that you have a Mike McCarthy next season. That's just the nature of this game. And so for me, the the biggest thing that I look at is the longevity of these players and how long you actually have them to utilize them because once that point comes and they're not here – and you kind of have to start from scratch again, and that takes your window back, and you're kind of starting over again.
1: I always go back to what uh, J. Ron Kerr said after the uh, 49ers loss in the in the playoffs, when he was asked about, you know, how important is it to keep this roster together? And he said, these are my brothers. These are guys who, you know, I've grown to love and to play with, and I want to continue to do that. But the roster is never the same. You know from season to season and so just circling back to our original topic here just you know the fact that dan quinn has been able to keep the defense together i think that's your core that's your bread and butter that's what you build on and hopefully you know with cd kind of stepping into that role i'm curious to see you know is he going to come right from the jump and pick up where he left off last season and improve that way or is it going to take a second to get back into the groove Um, I'm interested to see, you know, as much as I have faith that Tony Pollard is going to make a full recovery, I'm interested to see, you know, how his recovery goes and how he's able, if he's still able to have that same pop, to have that same, you know, I'm trying (laughs) to think of the word as I was doing it. Same verse. Yes. Thank you. I'm like, what is this movement that I'm doing? Um, yeah. So I just, I think it'll be interesting to see, uh, last question here before we pivot, sticking with that window. What do you think it is? What do you mean? The like, window?
3: How long the window? Yeah, is? yeah.
1: Like if you were going to give, you know, the core of this roster, obviously there will be mm-hmm. changes every year, but if you were going to if you were gonna rate this team and say this team has this many years to win a Super Bowl, what is it? Given that Mike McCarthy has two years left on his contract, we don't yeah. know if Dan Quinn will be here. Right. You know. I know it's a hard one, but I, I wanna push you guys.
2: I think for me, your window started in twenty twenty one. Okay. um when you know we're gonna we're, we're not talking about the COVID year because that was obviously a weird weird season for every sport including the nfl and it just didn't help that that was mike mccarthy's first year coaching right so i'm gonna say your actual window started in 2021 you're in the middle of your window and for me i think you have one more year after this if okay. if that if if you have dan quinn back you have one more year. If you do not have Dan Quinn back, your window kind of gets set back a little bit depending on where the pieces fall at that point. But really, you look at it, this is your year. It's this year, it's... it's. It's you get past that hump or you don't. And
1: I love that this
2: is this is all on the line. This is your all on the line year. And you know you talk about redemption and you talk about um, coming back even stronger. And, and there's so many question marks that you know we don't even get into yet of, about the health and Tony Pollard. Is he going to come back the same? And uh, who's going to look the same? Who's going to look better? Who who isn't? Who is? You have to make sure that all of those things are shored up and lined up. But this is your year. It has to be this year because to me. You're in the end of that window with the contract situations coming up. Uh, Look, teams are swarming Dan Quinn, and they should be for a head coaching position, as they absolutely should be. And all of us were preparing to have a a moment of mourning if Dan Quinn got a head coaching position somewhere else. But to me, like you said, your identity now is your defense, which took a while to get used to. If you do not have Dan Quinn, if you do not have this coaching um, staff that you do now that is, you know, it's new this season and it works, I would say, to me, your window ends this year. But because you have a lot of new faces on your coaching staff, I'm going to give them another year to say next year as
1: well. Okay, bonus year. So just says two. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think it could be – I think in the next couple of years um, it could be the, the – past of least resistance. I think it could be less difficult in the Mm -hmm. the next couple of years. But quite honestly, if you're going to keep this QB, this QB is going to continue to play well. If you're going to keep this QB, continue to draft the way that you do. And also if they have the same semi-aggressiveness that they've had to start this free agency, if this is turning the page of like, you know what, we actually might go get some star players and, and finesse some things or whatever, then I think you have a little bit more of a window because the problem with the Cowboys is that we people have always felt like why are you not involved in free agency actively early why are you not doing that yeah. if they're turning the page there they enter themselves in the conversation to be competitive every year if you have a franchise quarterback and you continue to draft well so for me i think in the next couple of years it could be maybe not as difficult to get you know to the pinnacle but if they continue to lay the foundation for what they're doing, I think they can stay relevant and stay competitive and be in the playoff conversation and make a push for years to come.
1: I love that. Yeah, I, I think it kind of comes down to to Dak Prescott, if we're honest. You yeah, know, it, just like you said, you know, if you're going to build a team around the quarterback, the quarterback's got to be able to meet expectations too. I kind of feel the way you feel, Jess. Just given, you know, the way that the NFL is constantly changing, you know, your running back situation, you know, how they get mileage so much quicker, and and for lack of a better term, they become more dispensable as the league goes on. So it'll definitely be interesting to see. But the good news is this roster will not be the same roster as it will be in a couple of weeks. Like I teased earlier, we've got the draft coming up. We've had some new names in the building as a part of the NFL's official 30 visits. We're going to take our first break, but when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the guys who've been in the building and who we think would best fit this Cowboys team. This is Girls Talk Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw. second block of girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the dallas cowboys we're going to get into some draft prospects but first we're going to go to jess
2: register now for the 2023 dallas cowboys youth camps preven- presented by invisalign athletes ages 6 to 16 are invited to learn from the best this summer at at&t stadium or ford center at the star in frisco football camps are led by former nfl players and cheer camps are taught by current dallas cowboys cheerleaders save 25 dollars when you sign up for camp by may 12th Visit dallascowboys.com slash camps for more information.
1: Well, speaking of former Dallas Cowboys player, DeMarcus Ware, uh, I shared a video on my Instagram today that the Cowboys put out of DeMarcus Ware asking Jerry Jones to be his presenter at the Hall of Fame. And I, I, so I love that video for so many reasons. Number one, because DeMarcus Ware is one of my favorite players he's ever played for this organization. But also just recognizing the relationship that Jerry and DeMarcus have had even in you know his departure to Denver and going and winning a Super Bowl with another team the fact that his allegiance still lies with this organization and you know that he think so highly of jerry jones i thought that was so special uh and i am excited to see you know the next player to kind of come in and and be in that same type of role being an impact player for uh, this organization which brings us to this year's upcoming draft like i said earlier Uh, just about three weeks away from that and the cowboys have been super busy over the last week welcoming in some prospects that they think would be a good fit i'm going to mention just a few of the names that they've gone through so far that have been reported i'm not going to get into to all of them because there's quite a few uh, but just some of the ones that stand out to me off the top you've got boston college wide receiver zay flowers another wide receiver out of tcu and Quentin johnson and then jalen hyatt who is a wide receiver out of tennessee trenton simpson linebacker from uh clemson simpson clemson that's <laughs> Clever. Uh, Keandre Miller from TCU, who's a running back. DeMarvin Overshone, who's from Texas, a linebacker as well, who was really high. I know a lot of our reporters here at the Cowboys are really high on him. Jonathan Mingo, Steve Avila. Like, there's a lot of names on this list who have been talked about pretty highly across the board. Now, you ladies were here last week, and I know you kind of got into some of the uh, 30 prospects that were here. Uh, But based on our conversation in the last block, just getting into the Super Bowl, now that we're kind of approaching that closer mark to the draft, we're having opportunities to look at these players uh, a little bit in a special way. I want to start kind of with the wide receivers first. Uh, Out of these guys who have been visiting, who do you think is a good fit for this team based on the players that they already have on this roster? And let's get into why you think that. Oh lord. No.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh I will say so with the wide receiver room, I I do think that uh Brandon Cooks kind of shook things up for right. yeah. for me and and obviously and I, we talk about it on the draft shows just kind of he doesn't fit the mold of what you know the cowboys offenses have looked at you know full wide receivers so i i wonder if there if there's a shift in thinking and they i mean if you look at these guys on here most of these guys are are speedy guys yeah. that can move you know that can that can that are explosive and so for me I, i'm a big I'm a big Zay Flowers fan. I am a person that thinks the guy can play anywhere. Um, We had the pleasure of meeting him, talking to him at the Combine. Uh, His work ethic, man, is next level. And you can see on film that no matter... What ball is thrown at him? He's working for it. And when you get to know him, and you get to know the fact that he has what I think ten other siblings. Yeah, I was, I was literally going, yeah, I couldn't remember siblings. if he was yes. the one that
1: had all the yes. siblings. But he yeah, has, I think yes. he's a one of eleven. Ten.
3: Yes, yes, he's one oh out of goodness. eleven if I'm not mistaken. And he he's he's playing for something so big, and it's so much. He it's but it's thrilling for him. It seems like he loves being thirteen that guy. siblings. Thir- well, 13! Thirteen. Thirteen. Yes, he's thirteen. a sibling of thirteen. Hard worker, really can ball oh out. Goodness. Now, Quentin Johnson is a guy also from TCU that a lot of people are starting to uh, gravitate towards he's showing some of his explosive explosiveness and I think he more so fits with the Cowboys like home t- hometown guy not too far yeah. so there's an accessibility to him being able to see him at TCU I'm, I'm sure some of our folks have and so I'm interested in those two guys I think that they're, they're getting a lot of buzz right now for a reason and with the top thirty list, Cowboys took I think five guys that they had on their top thirty list last year. Well, thirty visits rather. So this may give us a d- good depiction. Like they're looking at wide receiver, y'all. Like you, like to your point, they yeah. are looking at wide receiver Mingo, Tank Dell. Like these are gentlemen that go. In the, are we talked about on the draft show, maybe first, second round guys so they're they're, they want explosiveness and some a guy on the wide receiver position that can come in and play I like it
2: a couple things that I did notice when I was watching some stuff on Zay Flowers was his hands and how good he is with his hands and being able to adjust to catch the ball pretty much wherever it is around him in his radius it's very you know I'm not comparing but it's very Des Bryant-esque to where he can catch a ball in a situation where uh people are very handsy around him because I feel like that's that's a big strength Quinton Johnston's though when I was looking at his stuff what I loved is the adjustments that he made on the fly because that's hard to do Um, he's very good with his route running I really I'm gravitating more towards Quentin Johnson you hit the head you hit the nail right on the head because he's the kind of wide receiver you're used to seeing with the Cowboys and I I just feel like if there was one off of this list uh, of course that you had to really look for that would just kind of Mold right in with the rest of the group. To me, it's Quinn Johnston. Yeah, and we call saw. that catch radius. Catch radius. It's called. Yeah, thank, that's, you. That's, um, <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank Shout
1: you. Absolutely. Shout out to Aisha, I our know, resident football expert so on much. this podcast. We love that. Thank you. I am a big Jalen Hyatt fan. And there you go. I, Burner, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, It's no secret I used to cover Alabama and Auburn uh, back in my career, and it is also no secret that because I covered them, I am a big fan of Auburn and Alabama, particularly the Tide, because it's fun rooting for teams that win. Roll Tide. That being said, when I watched the Alabama-Tennessee game where Tennessee got the upset over Alabama and eventually moved into that number one spot, the main thing that stood out to me was the fact that Alabama's cornerback room was – fantastic this year you know their secondary was great and they looked like a word I can't say on this podcast because Jalen Hyatt (laughs) tore them up I think he set the record for most touchdowns in a single game by a Tennessee wide receiver he had like 300 yards and five touchdowns in that game Uh, and that was the first time that I had seen Alabama look like the underdog like that was a game that alabama deserved to lose because tennessee came out well uh granted hidden hooker also played well in that game but he wouldn't have played well if he didn't have jalen hyatt i'm also a big energy person you know like i we can get into the x's and o's of what these guys can do on the field we can evaluate that all day every day right we can look at numbers and statistics but the reality is if the women's finals taught us anything it, it swag is important when it comes to being an athlete trash talk energy all of that it's so important to be able to have a grip uh, of who you are as a player and I think that Jalen given his skill his speed his ability he also brings that kind of you know swaggy like I'm not going to be the loudest person in the room but I you're gonna feel me yeah type energy and I think that that's what this wide receiver room for the Cowboys is missing you've missed that with mm. Des and you know CD is just starting to come into that a little bit but I think yeah. you bring in a guy who you know you bring in a Brandon Cooks who like you said he's a little bit different than what this team has yeah. experienced from a wide receiver standpoint I don't know if you're going to have that chirp, that same energy. But if you bring in, you know, maybe a Jalen Hyatt who's going to have a little bit of energy, a little bit of sauce. Uh, that's just su- kind of something that stood out to me at the combine. So uh, I'm a big Jalen Hyatt fan. It's still Roll Tide, but <laughs> he he made it look good. Um, Let's talk about a position, and Aisha, I'm kind of going to default to you on this. Uh, when it comes to the offensive line, that is a question mark that is going to be, you know, addressed this season as well as into the future. Given that a lot of those guys in the offensive line are in the back half of their career, uh, give us some guys who you know the Cowboys sh- maybe are interested in or should be interested in. So to help kind of keep that offensive line continuancy.
3: Oh, yeah. So uh, Steve Avila from uh, TCU has been getting talked about like crazy as of late. Uh, just because when you look at the Cowboys offensive line, you're like, hey, what do they need? Guard. Like you mentioned yeah. it also, too. Like, I, I feel like that it's about that time to where I said that at the beginning of the draft, I feel like guard feels like a need. Now, they brought in Edoga, if I'm not mistaken, Chuma mm-hmm. Edoga to be um, to compete for that yeah. left guard position. But um, Steve Avia's is getting a whole bunch of look right now because, dude, when you look at how the how football is being played now and how the running back position is kind of shifting into hybrid why a little bit of a slot receiver a little bit like I got to catch the ball at the backfield a lot of offenses are going into moving uh getting to the second level getting out in space all that stuff Steve V is the guy that can do it just because his technique is just through the roof to be such a young player the technique is there but his footwork and and um, his ability to just to get off blocks and well, to get upfield and block linebackers, get them out the way, I think is impressive. Um, he's I think he's been working out. He's been working out with some guys in the area. I've seen him definitely seen different clips of him. He's very vocal about wanting to be a cowboy, which is to be expected. But I know, again, close to home, he's been on the radar, I think, for a little second. So yeah. but he's
1: on a lot of people's radar. That's he's on a lot of people's radar. That's right now. That's the worst thing about the draft is because you fall I mean, fall in love is a little dramatic, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Like you get, you no, get attached true. to these guys and their personalities and, and you know who they are and you're like, oh, we wanted to be a cowboy and then he ends up going to like the Eagles or something like that and it's oh, like, man. ugh. Don't say that. Ah, don't, no, say so, that. Um, don't.
3: Don't say that. I also have another tackle. I uh, his name is uh, his last name is Bergeron, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see if I can find him here in my notes. Um, but reminds me a lot of Terrence Steele uh, in how Patrice. He, uh, no, that's a hockey player. No, that's okay. I'll get. I'll get him here. I'll get him here. I, I just wanted to put him on everyone's radar because I do. Th- uh, yeah, Ma- Matthew Bergeron. I pre- that's why we have producers is. Shout out
1: Jazzy. Come through. Patr- I <laughs> thought you we were talking about <laughs> Uh, he's for sure a hockey player when he, I he definitely
3: is <laughs> Yes, uh, but this gentleman if I'm not mistaken is a uh, tackle I do think that he could have some ability at guard just because of again like we talked about he's an athlete he can get out in space the footwork is crazy the kick step is crazy he's explosive he does he truly reminds me so much of Terrence still and how he plays and I think he's a sleeper a little bit and on somebody's boards a lot of these tackles people are trying to turn into guards because the guard class is not a whole bunch yeah so yes I want to put him on your radar uh Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse he is a tackle I'm not sure if Cowboys gonna go tackle but if they did this guy is somebody that could possibly move to guard and then also uh Steve Avia like he's he's on everybody's radar right now but I think he was on the Cowboys radar a little bit earlier than everybody else's so I'm hoping that helps out
2: he's a hometown guy from Arlington if I'm not mistaken right Steve Avia I'm pretty is sure. he from Arlington? I, I think yes, he's Tator from Arlington. Tots. So did I miss that? So Plantacles. what I really, what I really appreciate about the the scouting team from the Cowboys is, you know. Texas high school let's start at the high school level Texas high school football is on another level compared to most states and so they have that time really to just keep an eye out for players from the time that they're freshmen in high school all the way until they're graduating college to see the growth that they've made and the strides that they've made from that time which I think is really cool that this organization values their hometown guys so much because you know not to say other other places don't but You can look at, you know, a guy from Arlington who has grown during this time and uh, you can see that progression and and what they've made during that time. But somebody like Steve Avia, I think, would just fit in very well being a hometown guy and and even little things. Your family's here to watch you. Those kind of things mean so much to players when you talk to them in the locker room to be able to have their family to watch you play a game or come to those events. So. I, of course, he's on my radar, too, because he's on everybody's, but Eagles back off.
3: (laughs) Well, I wouldn't, I'm not even in the mood, but the the Eagles did show you how far you can go with just having a dominant Mm -hmm. offensive line, and if Terrence Steele is rehabbing and coming back, Zach Martin being back, Tyler Biotis worked his tail off last year, we saw improvement from him, and Tyler Smith is your left tackle, and you can just plug in a guard, you might that's going to make your offense go better for your quarterback, which yep. Mike McCarthy talked about in his presser. He's talking; he really is focusing on making sure the quarterback um, makes is in, in position to make better decisions, and that is offensive line all the way. Also,
1: yeah, I'm i was laughing when you were talking, Jess, because on the NFL Network we were talking about Aaron oh, Rodgers yeah, earlier, he's right and now he's uh, buying healing crystals to help oh. him uh, make that decision. So, what is this, y'all? On on that note, <laughs> we wish Aaron Rodgers well on his his healing journey. Uh, We've got about 10 minutes left on the show, so we're going to go ahead and take our second and final break. But when we come back, ladies, we're going to have a little bit of fun with this NFL draft. I don't want to give it away too much, but we will talk a little bit more about the NFL draft when we come back on Girls Talk
4: Boys Talk. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger.
0: What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. know the difference make a difference be a team player and recycle visit PepsiTrashtalk.com to learn more
3: it's smoothie king's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar you no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer you don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great because at smoothie king every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day.
1: to our final few minutes here on Girls Talk Boys Talk presented by chick the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's have some fun with this draft ladies, but first let's hear Jess.
2: Get behind the scenes, look at all things Dallas Cowboys with tours of AT&T Stadium and the Star presented by SeatGeek. Check out the locker rooms, playing fields, Super Bowl memorabilia and more. Get your tickets today at dallascowboys.com/tours. Are you saying that wasn't fun? Those little ad breaks? It's fun what we're you're like we're gonna have some fun but first oh <laughs> that's not fun tours are actually oh, really cool if you get a chance sorry. to sorry
1: the tours are a lot of fun <laughs> I, didn't, really cool. I didn't i'm still shook about the healing crystals so that's probably why they're I'm still I, talking about it maybe i need some healing crystals uh let's get into this draft a little <laughs> bit more ladies so obviously we know the cowboys will pick 26 that'll be their first pick in this draft barring a trade you know or anything like that but Uh, We had a question on our website uh, as part of our mailbag series, and somebody asked if the Cowboys had the first overall pick and you couldn't trade it away, what would you do with it? Uh, a couple of our writers had some interesting points about it. I know Patrick Walker you know, said, well, I would pick C.J. Stroud and I would trade him away because you know, that's kind of mm. basically going the backdoor route into utilizing that pick. But I don't want to do that. If the Cowboys had the number one pick, they had their pick of the litter of anybody in this draft, I want to know who you're taking and why. And that's what we're going to spend the last five minutes or so talking about.
2: All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first because I was really excited about this question because it was just an automatic in my yeah. mind. So when I'm thinking of how to spruce up this team, um, and if I had one wish, it would be two Micah Parsons on the defense. Like not just one, but you have two. Okay. Oh, so two physical. Two. Micah. I thought two you were physical. saying your
1: wish would be two Micah Parsons. No, I was like, no, 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 that's no, not how this no. No,
2: you clone <laughs> Micah Parsons okay. in a way. Okay. Okay. Like All that. right. So you have an outside lan- linebacker from Alabama, there you go, Will Anderson Jr. Will Anderson, Jr. Anderson oh, just, baby! He just, uh, <laughs> and here's the thing, it's funny because we were talking about D-wear this morning, And I was like, oh, Minnie d who I wanted to talk about in this segment. He has burst, and the things he could do, guys, you could have a Will Anderson and a Micah Parsons on one side just rushing the edge to get to a quarterback, they would have no chance. No chance, you are done, that is it. The arm strength and the arm reach that this man has is incredible. Dan Quinn would absolutely utilize this man on the defense edge rusher that has burst give me will anderson jr that's who i would pick in a heartbeat I right lo- away i yeah. love
1: will and i love he, he was such a joy to cover when they didn't win that national championship against georgia i was heartbroken because i thought that that would be it for you know i thought that was were that was the last of bryce and that was the last of mm. of will anderson and so it was exciting to see them come back and Again, like I'm a big energy person. Will has some of the best energy I've ever seen that matches his playing ability. So I love that pick. Aisha, you can't pick Will because Jess already picked him. He's off. So petty. I'm sorry. He was
2: the Uh, first one. He's good though. He's good though. As soon as I
1: saw your email with the (laughs) rundown, I
2: was like, I know who I want. And I'm gonna say it first because I know (laughs) I know they're gonna say him if I don't. Okay. Um so
3: my mind immediately went edge as well. Okay. Uh, just because it's one of the only other positions I think you can justify taking a f- oh, Jesus of first imagine a tight end offensive of lineman first round on the fir- the first kick. can you imagine <laughs> safety DB
1: No. It's like no. Hey, look, oh. look 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 but here's the, here's the I beauty do of it. this. Here's the beauty of this is that this we make the rules here. Yeah. So throw yeah. out throw out what everybody does in the draft. This is girls talk boys talk draft. We can do whatever we want, except oh. trade the pick away, because that's the rule. Not,
3: except, not <laughs> except. There's one rule. <laughs> there is one rule.
1: Okay, maybe,
3: okay. I think, I'm st- I, think I would stay at itch. Okay.
2: And stay there, girl. Stay there and own
3: take, it. If you weren't going to take Will Anderson, oh, barnacles. Sorry, I know. <laughs> Oh, it's so hard because, like, I don't have a whole bunch of edges that are... Okay, 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 okay. I might consider taking... Nolan Smith
1: love that glasses Nolan's okay
3: might consider taking Nolan Smith out of Georgia um because he brought up it is like the tank thing is a serious is a serious thing that you do need to be looking to maybe replace I know that I know you got Sam Williams and that's important mm-hmm. but yeah. Chauncey Golston was a guy that was to me and to a lot of fans brought in to be the tank replacement but sure. Chauncey is starting to play a lot of DT mm-hmm. so maybe yeah I say I say Nolan. <laughs> But I'm trying to convince myself. I know. I was gonna say you're just over there convincing yourself. Because because I would not. There's not a lot of guards that. Not. I mean, not a lot of the the first pick. Oh, I can't even say Nolan. I take that back. See,
1: and you're you're thinking about this too analytically. No, no. (laughs) What do you mean? Okay, okay. Have fun with it. Have have fun with it. She shanked. She really. I know. I I went for the kill. Here's my thing. Will was gonna be my first pick, so I have backups. You want me to go go? You I go. knew will would be everybody's first. Pick. I'm going to go. Okay, so I'm going to give you some time to, to gather yourself. You're going to be our finale, so. No I, pressure. I personally, I'm an offensive gal. Like I love Micah Parsons. I love what he brings to the table. I think it would be great to have two of him, but I'm going offense. All right. I'm going offense. Where are you going? And I'm taking Bijan. Oh, she did it. Are you did joking? It. She for did, it. She for did first, it. For the first pick in the Girls Talk, Boys Talk she NFL Draft, I'm taking Bijan <laughs> Robinson. And I'm going to tell you why I'm taking Bijan Robinson. It. When I'm thinking about, it. from a draft perspective, what I want out of my draft picks, especially given how quickly the NFL is changing, how different you have to be as a wide receiver or a running back. You know, you have to be able to bring a different skill set in order to be successful. And when I think about all of that, Bijan checks every one of those boxes. Bijan Robinson is a guy who has been on everybody's radar from the jump at Texas. And he was the one player who was electric from start to finish. Like, I can't think of a bad game that he had. And even if it was considered a bad game from him, he was still an impact guy, you know. And he's got a great personality. I mean, he told us at the combine before games he listened to ocean waves and birds chirping. Like, give me that over healing crystals any day. So if I have the first pick for the Dallas Cowboys, I'm taking Bijan Robinson. I can't even fathom what it would look like to have a Tony Pollard and a Bijan Robinson in it. Would just in the make sense. Backfield. It would just make sense. Yeah. So give me that. Oh Jesus! Okay, oh, I, figured I, I figured it out. Bijan or bust. Haley <laughs> did it. She did
3: it. I get, You know it's so crazy. For all you Bijan truthers, she did it. I just think you, for you wouldn't be alone. Like if if the scenario, if you gave other people this scenario, I think you might not be alone because he's, no, he's such a playmaker. He's such a difference maker. Yeah, you could definitely. He was my away.
2: second choice. If one of you took. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. 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 Right. Yeah. Will was first, and then I was like. <laughs> <"Argh.">
3: <laughs> John. <laughs> okay okay i think i figured it out all right so you are getting stefan gilmore on a on like a rental right now okay right
2: we'd love a
1: good ty hilton agreement. special yeah yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. I
2: like, yeah, like
3: kind of like that yeah so you might need a corner corner after next year maybe you can get a corner and you can hold him for ransom maybe for <laughs> <to> somebody <laughs> what because people gonna need a corner because I think similarly, not, not the same way as like a quarterback, but people will need a corner later on the season. But you can maybe you know train up Devin Witherspoon to be from Illinois to be the next the, the next corner um, next to. Trayvon Diggs, or across from Trayvon Diggs, uh, he is so dominant. He can press. He talk. You talk about that flair, that attitude. He's up we in your face. I love
1: energy. I yep.
3: love a corner that is not afraid to come up and tackle, to be in your face, to let you know I'm here. And he's one of those guys. 17 passes defended, three ints, uh, 41 tackles, two and 2.5 tackles for losses past season. And like he. Hmm. Dude can ball out, right? And the Illinois and on other things. The Illinois defense was so well coached. He they spoke very highly of him as well. You know that you're getting a character guy too. So Devin Witherspoon, out Illinois cornerback, he's high on a lot of people's boards. He might be the fir- most people have him as the first corner to go. So. <laughs> Devin Witherspoon is my pick. All right,
1: love See? it. That beautiful, wasn't so bad. beautiful. So in the yeah, first breathe. ever girls talk, boys talk. NFL draft. The Dallas Cowboys will be taking Will Anderson, B. John Robinson, Whoa. and Devon Whoa. Witherspoon. I Aisha, usually still Stacked. not convince Explain Stacked. to the people
3: that we could not take quarterback and trade it away. Oh, yeah. You got to yeah, explain that. Yeah. Oh, right. uh, yeah. You right. we couldn't. That that's, was the one rule. It's unfair. Yeah,
1: yeah it's not unfair, rule. but it, 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 it defeats it the purpose. It makes it too easy. Yeah. yeah. It makes it too easy. Yeah, because then I'm taking Bryce Young. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right. I ain't going to beat you up on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking all the Alabama players. I didn't really have football at my colleges. I mean, North Texas did, but we're not going to get into that. So, uh, Alabama's my football school. (laughs) Roll Tide, baby. Uh, This has been such a fun episode, ladies. So excited to get back with you on the mics. We're going to do it all over again next Thursday when we will be two weeks away from the NFL draft. It's coming up quick, but that'll do it for us here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. For Jess Navarez, Aisha Morrison, I'm Haley Sutton, and we'll see y'all next week.
0: Go mean green. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
4: about you, Cowboys? Yeah!